Yo, yo. Hey, what's up, everyone? What's going on? Welcome back to Clear the Haze. Another episode. Another this one. This is episode 11. 11, 1, 1. 1, 1. What's the significance of that? I don't know. Christine's coming back. Oh, okay. So that, she, it, yeah, she should be good. back soon. I actually talked to her uh, today, this morning, and she was actually telling me, not this weekend, but the next weekend, she'll be back. Shout out, Christine. We well, uh, we miss you. We'll see you soon. Yeah, tell us Maybe that. episode two. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but today, we have someone really awesome. Yeah. Today, we're kicking it with the one and only guy I've known a long time now. <laughs> Artist, designer, dope stuff, portfolio yeah. crazy. Sliz, aka Carlos Estrada, give it up, round of applause, hey. beta test audience. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Hodges we go. is here. He's he's the audience. Yes, exactly. Shout out. He he's like, I'm not actually gonna be paying attention. I'm just gonna be on my phone the whole time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's beta test. It's beta cool. t- exactly. It's Fortnite phase one, season yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, um, season one. Anyways, Carlos, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So what what's tell tell the the people a little bit about yourself. Like what do you do? Who yeah. are you? Uh that's uh that's that's quite the question. Um I am an artist and designer in LA. I've mm-hmm. been working as a designer professionally for agencies, large companies, brand celebrities for about almost 10 years now. Nice. Um Dope. yeah. I like music. I like tattoos. I'm a whole bunch of stuff. I don't, you know. But but that that creative mind and that world just you're drawn to it. It sounds like. Yeah, I would definitely say that I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't see you trying to like sell some cars or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i mean i i could i could see it i, I could see anybody selling cars i don't know like if it came it, down it would to be it, hilarious it would be kind of funny you'd, well, be, like, you'd be like uh do you want to buy this car or <laughs> well will you've also seen me literally like through almost all of it so you're yeah, a prejudice. The, the tra- the tra- I am a little, I am a little <laughs> biased. biased in this. <laughs> yeah, in this instance, because uh, happy four twenty, by the way. But um, nice. It literally from one phase of Carlos to this current phase, total, total transformation. Total transformation. Way more mature now, <laughs> put together, and just ready to tackle the world. Dang, I feel like I feel like that. Uh, how long yeah. have you guys been friends? Man, we went to college together. Yeah, okay, so, so we went to college together, and then we moved in together when we both moved to L.A., which was, uh, shoot. That was February ago? 2013. Yeah, something yeah, like that. so like six years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dang, did you just celebrate have being six, like six years in L.A.? Yeah. That's crazy, bro. That's cool. Surviving out here. Surviving, I, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, most people dip. Most people yeah. dip. Most people been gone. Yeah, no. Kidding. Y'all know who y'all are. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get some viewers yeah, from like God Nebraska, Utah. Like I you, once was in LA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I once chased a dream. <laughs> Yeah. No. Well, we're not letting go. We're actually yeah. crushing it. So, yeah. but I mean, also to say that you don't have to just be in LA to like chase dreams. No, no, you could just it, be here. But it, it's yeah. a it's an expensive place to it's just be. Yeah, it's an expensive. <laughs> like if you just want to be like, ah, I just want to live in LA. I don't yeah. want to do like Hollywood, or I want I don't want to pursue anything industry yeah. wise, or yeah. you know, yeah. fashion, or being an artist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
to just live here yeah no <laughs> no I, th- I think there's a lot of opportunity here but i mean for me mainly like it's warm yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, the you weather know, the weather i feel for you. sure just and- the proximity to the beach from where <laughs> we that. are currently at our career town studio is yeah. like this it's i can't go back from this being two miles away from the beach to being like in the middle of nowhere in South Carolina. Yeah. I just can't do it. And that's part of the reason why you learn to grind and hustle and get what you need to be able to enjoy the fact that I live in a place that people actually want to be. Mm. That That's facts. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Dude. I mean, okay, so you, you've been here for six years now. Mm-hmm. What's, what have you learned about Los Angeles that, that you needed to know that back it, or, then? Uh, yeah. Or that took you some time to learn. Yeah. Like, okay, um, well, the number one thing I tell everyone who just moves to L.A. is that um, the, as a baseline, assume everyone is trying to, like, come up on you. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're an artist or an entertainer in yeah. like, you know, in that like struggling field or like the, the come up phase. Um, everyone's hustling in L.A. And if you aren't trying to hustle also, it's like a get out of my way situation. And that can take the form of like, you know, a lot of like burned bridges a lot of the time. So it's very important. Like, I wish I knew this when I moved here to like have like realistic expectations of friendships and like professional friendships and stuff like that. Like it should always be based on like the grind. Um, unless like you have just a squad. The one other thing about LA is like squatting up in LA takes like exponentially longer than any other place I've lived. Yeah. Um, finding those people group of people who are like literally like willing to look beyond the hustle and like look out for you and, and yeah. kind of just be boys with you. Um, you know, or, or, you know, be, be family with you. That's hard to find here. And then when you do find it, like cherish that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's so true, man. No one told me about the amount of people that were going to be predatory upon you just because you're new here and you don't know what normal is. Yeah. You don't know that you shouldn't be paying someone to represent you. Mm-hmm. You don't know that you shouldn't be paying a thousand dollars for headshots. You don't know that, you know, you should be getting reimbursed for all this free internship work that mm-hmm. you're doing. Or, for sure. as, like, and to add to that as well is just don't feel you, like when you're new, you feel like you have, you're pressured as well. Mm-hmm. And doing something sexual with someone that, that brings it up randomly seems more uh, opportunistic to you. You know, you're looking at that first opportunity that comes up, Oh man, I'm just trying to make it big real quick. And someone's people take advantage of that. And then yeah. they're like, Hey, just yeah. come over to my place and we can talk about it. Yeah. We can talk about your future. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds interesting. That sounds like it, it could be beneficial for yeah. me. But then at the same time you show up and it's like, Oh, you're just trying to fuck. But me. half of those people are, are liars. Like if exactly, no, that's if the thing you too. give it up, you're not going to, you're not going to get that. You're not going to yeah. get a call back. No. Yeah. You're, they're not going to want to no. see you again. No, they, exactly. They're going to be like, stay away from me. I don't yeah. know. You. I never and met I you. Think, I think like who? just to transition back, like with, with what you guys were saying, like, that's why I think like the the number one lesson that I've like taken from the city of Los Angeles like and and live with today is like keep your inner circle very tight. Yeah. Um and like, you know, <laughs> 
there's this uh, term that me and my my all my best friends have like been been coining in our little group called access signaling. Yeah. Because we we make fun of people who virtue signal on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of evolved into this term called access signaling, where like people will basically try and like gain access to our inner circle by inviting us out or paying for stuff or like trying to connect us with people and stuff like that or even just hitting us up and you know doing some fake sympathy stuff where like yeah i'm trying to buy your art or i'm trying to work with you or stuff like that just to like because i don't know there's like psychic vampires everywhere trying to like suck on the good vibes blood yeah you know um Lots of vibe pores out there. Yeah, so so keep your inner circle close, um, and and you know like make sure that like if you do trust someone, like you know that they'd like you know are the type of people that would probably like wake up at two a.m. to go like f- help you pick you up because your tire was flat. You know, not the same, not the type of people that are like get you in a room with someone so you can like punish them and be like, yo, I do music. I do art. (laughs) No, I, I think, uh, the trusting aspect in in Los Angeles is something that you, you have to balance it, man. You have to balance that. Like I trust you with my future, but then at the same time I'm cautious, Mm -hmm. you know, cause you, you'll meet some people out here and then it's like, Oh, Hey, it all sounds great in theory, right? Like we can make it big, we can make money, you know. And you're like, you'll be famous, and then yeah. you're just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you know? Yeah, and you get it's caught up the, in that. It's the you start looking down the pipe at what you want and what you imagine it to be like, and you don't take the time to look at what's in front of you and decide with common sense. Hey, is this? good for me personally mm-hmm. my, not my career but just me as a person that has to do this like a hundred is it is it gonna be worth it if i'm giving so-and-so representation group 50 percent of what i'm doing like well that's is that a good contract to sign i don't know so you, yeah. those are the kind of things you have to take the time and do due diligence and learn about for sure but, yeah. i mean People will try and take advantage of you no matter what, if you give them an opening, you know, and maybe, maybe it isn't always about other people taking advantage of you. Maybe it's about just like poor decision making on your part. I made quite a few poor decisions in my time. Willie was witness to many of them. Um, Me too, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's not easy to not make poor decisions every once in a while. Especially when you're trying to figure it out in a new place and i don't know everything yeah. life is still happening around you at the same time like, wow. <laughs> yeah trust me i've spent money on ubers and lifts going somewhere and then sh- showing up and then being like i'm literally just going back home yeah it's <laughs> just yeah. like this was a terrible idea yeah. all right <laughs> i did that literally last weekend at um on an unnamed celebrities party i was all stoked and i'm like i'm gonna go over there and yeah. then i w- got there and i was like uh all right and then i after like 20 minutes i just ubered home yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't your scene or what well i don't drink and smoke or do any drugs anymore which i yeah. figured like we should probably talk about that since it's like an essential part of like my personal come up okay um we'll get there but yeah so i mean i go to parties and stuff like that and i definitely still have fun and and you know i go out but um, it's more of a, like, I'm a show face and I'm just going to spend a little time there instead of like, you know, getting outrageously fucked up and then like forgetting what happened the last like hour and a half, yeah. you know, which was what it used to be like for sure. So like what, what's the industry you're most associated with currently? 
since you're just a, a, a designer in general? Um, I, you know what? I have no idea. And I think that's a good thing because I really like the fact that like, I'm not cornered into working in one specific lane. Of course, like my lane is like art and visual art, but, um, I think that, you know, by a little bit of chance, a little bit of luck and a little bit of like, you know, light strategy on my part, I've kind of opened myself up to like a lot of different worlds, whether it be like celebrity branding celebrity fashion celebrity makeup or just you know music uh the music industry in la um clothing all that stuff you know right um i think i've worked and like tech so my right now my current gig is at um snapchat in their accelerator program and i work with this guy called the most famous artist that's his actual name (laughs) he um he became famous for doing a lot of stuff. He was like associated with the Hollyweed sign. He, oh, that was him. Yeah, he made. Dang. He made. Now, now he's famous. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, famous. he did. He did a lot of stuff. You know, he he makes these paintings, and you know, he's a branding genius. And basically, like, you know, he can do these little small things that like make headlines. You know, whether it's like carrying around like a huge bag of cash in a see-through plastic bag around people notice that stuff and um i work with him on a project where we like basically make fun of things uh publicly and create like uh installations and experience them experiences for brands and companies that make headlines so that's like my main gig and then on the side like i work with like tons of musicians and celebrities just doing their work and their art and then like and then i do my own thing too that's awesome man so you're in the illuminati uh no comment <laughs> <laughs> yo so i i noticed on instagram your art which is kind of like in my opinion kind of like gothic of sorts um, yeah it it's getting a lot of traction people really are, are digging it yeah i mean it's weird so i've been a professional designer for almost 10 years and you know my like struggle with drug addiction um, and like, you know, trying to make them make you know, get some traction with my career. Mm-hmm. It led me to a point where like I really wasn't like making any art um, that I was interested in. It was always like I only make something with the expectation of getting paid. And then like yeah. a few years back, it was like I only make things with the expectation of getting paid a lot. So that like cornered me into like doing some really lame stuff, honestly, like working for companies that didn't really care about producing good stuff. They just cared about becoming sustainable or like, you know, a return on investment. Right. And then recently I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to make some cool stuff. Like I've got 10 years of experience and like, I know all these things that like a lot of designers and artists don't know how to do. Like I should just start making stuff that I fuck with, you know? That's what's up. And that out of that birth, what would you call that style? Like it's very specific to. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, again, like I wouldn't like want to categorize it, but I know that like, I mean, I'm very interested in like new metal. Um, and what, and that's like modern new metal. So like the intersection of a lot of like pop culture stuff, whether it's like rap, um, or just like really abrasive trends or, stuff that like is shock has a lot of shock value. I like the intersection of all that stuff and like packaging it in a way with that, like people these days, you know, fuck with and, and, you know, whether that's, 
you know, art for your apartment or like a t-shirt to wear around. Um, you know, that's kind of what I'm into, but like, yeah, it's definitely Gothic. It's definitely dark. It's definitely has some messaging that's like kind of outrageous. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, it, it resembles your tattoos. So that's, did you design those as well? I did not shout out oil burner, Dean, seventh Dean and Abus one. Um, they did out. They did uh, all my like you know cal- ca- uh, calligraphy like uh, nice. uh, tattoos and and they're all geniuses in their own right for sure. Yo, that's so, nuts. Yeah, man. Um, it sounds like you got like a pretty stable uh, situation right now. Like you yeah. really you were in a good place. Yeah, pretty crazy. Cause like about. <laughs> I'm, I started shooting meth and heroin when I was like 19 in Savannah. Wow. Um, and, you know. I, you don't even think that that would come about in Savannah. Yeah. In such a small, I definitely, sleepy like, town. I had like found myself in like a very local scene. Yeah. You know, um, and you got to think about like anywhere else in the world, like even just small local towns like Savannah. If like you're born there and you don't go to school and stuff like that, like what do you have looking forward to? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of like. You know, people are sad out there, you know, and there's drugs are fucking fun, you know. Yeah. Um, so I found myself doing that. And then, you know, I was selling drugs um, for a long time. And, you know, until it like reached a headwind, I think like 19 in Savannah, my boy got murdered. Um, R.I.P. Sean. R.I.P. Sean. Um, and then, yeah, it got worse from there. I got like raided a bunch of times. And then when I was 24, I got hit with like 10 charges. They caught me with like video surveillance footage and photography all over Santa Barbara. Um, so I got distribution of heroin while, while armed and that case lasted like three and a half years. And, um, yeah, I tried to get sober like a lot. Um, but I couldn't, uh, I went to like re- 14 different rehabs. Um, and yeah, I, I, there was like no more like I'm gonna like try and manage my drug addiction or like my drug use and make it recreational. It was literally like I'm gonna leave and hit the streets and I'm gonna like just run as hard as I can, you know, and just like do as many drugs as I can, get as high as I can. I would wake up in psych wards, I'd wake up coming out of overdoses with like frozen like meat in my pants because my friends were like so fed up with me. They'd just like go into their freezer when I fell out and like put ice and down my pants and like hope I woke up. Um, and it was hectic for a long time. Um, so looking at that situation that I was in, um, to now, you know, where literally like I haven't had to worry about money in years. Um, I have like a retirement fund. Um, I have enough confidence to be a completely freelance designer um, and, uh, you know, not need the, like, security of, like, a stable job and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So looking at that, yeah, I can't really, you know, be any more grateful than I I am, you know. It's it's sweet. It sounds pretty sweet, man. It sounds sounds amazing, man. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like... That's a really complete like journey that it, it, it honestly, to me, it's, it sounds like the complete journey to like the first half. Yeah. Right. And now you're on that second half where you're like, okay, now I can do the real stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. I can invest in the projects I want to invest in. I can create what I want to create, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And that I feel like that I, I, I'm just saying this because this is the way I feel, especially about drugs. I feel like a lot of times that, that you spend that, in, that time imagining all these things, it helps you keep going. Cause you're like, it's such a big dream. 
it's such a it's a thing that isn't quite graspable mm-hmm. at the beginning but then once you start like believe i'm not saying do drugs yeah. i'm just saying like i i see why people do it because i've talked to a lot of people especially in la i'll talk to a lot of people who do a lot of different things mm-hmm. i i'll go back to san antonio and there'll be a lot of people the thing is everybody does drugs everywhere like that's what i've come to know it's universal it's universal like even if you're just doing it in the sense of like i'm sick you take an antibiotic that's a fucking drug Mm -hmm. like everybody at some point takes a drug you know yeah Yeah. but what is that sober fully sober like self like the sober self is uh, the true self (laughs) the true self gotta just i mean well it's it's (laughs) hard it's hard because Yeah. yeah For someone like me, well, I started blazing when and drinking when I was eleven, you know, and like I was doing, I was doing crimes by fifteen, and I was arrested by sixteen. Um, Out there in Allentown, yeah, in <laughs> Allentown, exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, I literally like you know when I got sober, did you know I'd been high the majority of my life. So when you get sober and you like you know, you feel that true self, you realize, well, I realize anyway that like, I have no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what the true self's potential is because like, mm-hmm. it's been clouded by like ego and pride and like some very, very like skewed perspectives about life and like who I am and like what, who I wanted to be. Like, I think like the whole time I was using drugs, I was definitely like hanging on to the idea that I was like a sick designer. I'm like, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. like, but I'm a sick designer. Exactly. And yeah. then, I, the the last time I tried to get sober, which is my, the sobriety I'm currently in, yeah, there was this guy, um, you know, his name's Chris Howard. He uh, runs this place called Ethos House, which saved my life. But uh, he sat me down and he like asked me for my story, and I you know I told it in like kind of like a young buck kind of way, yeah. where I was like flaunting the wrong things, and he was like basically like, so what you're telling me is that you're a punk ass bitch. And I was like, what? And he like kind of reframed everything I just said to him back to me. But he said it in a way that wasn't like romanticizing it. It was kind of like focusing on like the damage I had done. Right. You know, like betraying my family and like, you know, playing my friends out of pocket. And he was just like, that's some punk punk bitch shit. Yeah. And that's when I started to realize like, damn, my perspective on myself is like completely wrong. Yeah. You know? You're feeling all high up on yourself. Meanwhile, the effect that you're actually having was less than. Mm-hmm. Damn. Fair, fair enough. So at what point, what what was it that, that made you be like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm for doing it for real this time. Also, I just want to point out to everybody, if you guys are hearing the doors close and open or any, any <laughs> other noises in the room, um, everybody just decided to come in and out several times. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Know what's going on um, it's just a studio vibe sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the real world, you know, is happening real time. Like... I'm I'm looking at at Carlos right now and he looks like he's yeah. just he's just so in it, dude. Yeah. I love your story, man. Like <laughs> Thanks, that's man. that's so crazy because yeah. it's first of all, I've I've met you a couple times, but yeah. I I'm like I've never I didn't know any about this. I'm just yeah. like, "Whoa, man." Yeah. It's crazy. I guess it's like kind of flattering these days. Yeah. You know, when it's like, yeah, when people say, you know, I would never I would never guess that about you like um, I, you know, I be, I was telling like a bunch of this to my friend, um, Eric, uh, ghost and he was like, dude, I can't even imagine you like that. But you know, when I was, 
you know, like three years ago, if someone said I couldn't imagine you like doing crimes and stuff like that, I would have been like, why not? You know, like I want to be like someone that you like look at and be like, oh, he does crimes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, that at one some people like that image, but, you know, but anyways, what what at what point were you like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do it for real. You know, I don't think I've like ever really had that point because like I've been to rehab so many times and told myself so many times, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be sober now and then failed that like I kind of realized that like, damn, my like word doesn't mean shit, like even to myself. Yeah. Um, But there was one turning point, I have to say, that like definitely sticks out. Um, at this point I had like dreads and I was wearing like very, <laughs> Dude. Yeah, they were bad dreads, yeah, like, like, I remember like dreads. homeless ass dreads. Um, oh, dude. and I, uh, I was wearing like very long black clothing and like drop crotch pants and stuff like that. And, uh, my parent or my mom, my, my dad died, um, like a few years back, like a few years back at this point and my mom and my brothers um they were gonna come see me for the first time in a while while i was trying to like do this this was probably like two months into me being sober at this point yeah and i remember going to the bathroom and i like looked at myself in the mirror and i was wearing this like cloak thing and my hair was all nappy and shit and um i just kind of like imagined myself walking down the road like next to my family like on the sidewalk i imagined like my dad being there and stuff and what that would look like and for some reason this feeling came over me like that if i were any one of my family members like including my dad i would be embarrassed next to or i would be embarrassed just to just to walk next to me not just because of the way i looked probably just because of the energy i gave up probably because of like how cool I thought I was or like, you know, the way I said something to, you know, a waitress or something, I would just be like, God damn it. You know, like I'd rather just be home instead of like take my son out to dinner, you know, I'd rather not see him. And that was the moment that I was like, damn, I'm an embarrassment to like my loved ones. And, um, that night I, I shaved my head and everything has been different since that night. Dude. There it is. Wow. That I like that though. I mean, sometimes you just need like a change of pace to you know, get it get it all figured out and and that's included. That's all part of it, you know. Yeah, I think that self-reflection was something I definitely like lacked before where it was like I never really kind of like looked back at myself and being like, "Damn, am I am I like acting a fool right now?" Yeah. Um, but now I do that often and like I'd say that like a decent percentage of like my behavior is always like paired with the am i being embarrassing right now to myself or yeah. to my friends yeah you know? <laughs> yeah no i understand that that makes sense i mean i was never embarrassed of you i i just i had like love and concern for you yeah exactly. you guys were the real ones though because when i was literally like down and out like like completely down and out like no money no fucking place to go like a backpack with clothes in my fucking on my back like you you and homeboy jason um yeah. were like the only people that that i could call that i knew would like let me come chill i mean <laughs> i knew that you were greater than all the bullshit that you're dealing with so i wasn't tripping on it i just wanted to make sure that you were good because there'd be stretches where i wouldn't hear from you and then you know 
I I would be like, yo, I'd, I'd say to Jason, like, you heard from Carlos recently? He'd be like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, I ain't here. So, like, whenever I could reach out to you and you would be there or you hit me up, I'd be like, oh, okay, dope. Like, let's rendezvous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why Why the hell would I not? You know? Yeah. I always, like, respected you guys for some reason. Like, there's, like, very few instances where I haven't stolen from a place like I've been staying at um, while I was a junkie and like you and Jason are both uh, two of those people that I've never like done anything fucked up to while I was yeah. getting high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we appreciate that. Cause, <laughs> I mean, shit, we, we were truly concerned. I mean, we started this journey together, so yeah, we want to finish sure. it too. Yo, um, my brother actually mentioned that you had some pretty crazy psychedelic stories. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> did I tell your brother that? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, at like age from like age seventeen to like the whole time I was in Savannah, I was like com- really obsessed with LSD. Yeah. And that was like definitely the main drug that I sold, and like what I like. There was a little bit of me that was like known for that. Yeah. In, in Savannah, um, but yeah, I used to eat a lot of acid. Wow. So it was just constant like every a man constant like yeah yeah definitely constant there would be like a there was one night where i think i ate like 70 hits at once um whoa we were on death wishes dude we didn't give a fuck you know i like i literally thought i was invincible you know and that that fucked my shit up dude like i i i wonder like you know what what my mind would be like if i hadn't done that because like it would be like dumb for me to say that like didn't damage me to some extent oh i mean you survived it so that's good yeah and at the same time I, I will say that i probably wouldn't be as cool or smart without it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, what i'm yeah. saying well, yeah you I, opened you, I, I pay mad sure. respect to that to albert hoffman and <laughs> and, yeah. and that whole scene and, yeah. and what that chemical did for me uh, to me and for me as a person and just the discovery of it yeah. like how yeah these compounds are strange but <coughs> honestly i i'm i'm just proud of where you are now and you know we being there in in that whole savannah whirlwind with you and understanding just how the proliferation of drugs is rampant down there. Like everybody's doing it that combined with the fact that everyone's poor and sad and they want to feel good mixed with the, the art school and the free spirit people that are coming there and the other universities that are there. Everyone's just like losing their mind. And that's (laughs) like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy thing, but it definitely taught us all a lot about, yeah. just life and how the real world works and for sure i think it's, a, it's safe to say that because we were where we were in savannah we avoided a lot of charges and oh shit, hell yeah. we would have for sure probably we got not away with a lot out. of stuff i just think back to freshman year some of those parties had like 350 people packed into a oh small house God. spilling out into the streets spilling out people passing out in like strangers yards damn yeah ben's drinking yeah but that's um, how it goes sometimes. I know. Yeah. I feel like the, the cops in Savannah just kind of got to a, a point where they're like, oh, we're just going to 
tell you all to go home and that's it. Yeah. If it's can, real bad, maybe more than one person tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm going to write you a ticket and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how the LA cops are too. At some, most parties they are just like, Hey, you just got to go home. Yeah. But we're not going to arrest anybody. We understand like people got to get lit here. The, <laughs> one, the, the only ragers that I've been to, it was like in this house I got, I guess they found out it was getting torn down cause it's not there anymore. But mm. They had this massive party for Halloween, and it was it was literally hundreds of people in this little tiny house. But they had mm. free booze, and some somebody gave me some, a two liter with some lean in it that mm. I didn't realize was lean. Damn! And <laughs> I gave it to some other kids who were really happy about it. But um, dude, it, it was nuts. But I haven't been to anything like that since. Damn! I know. I don't know. But Halloween is a good night to just like just let loose go crazy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah definitely where are the parties at i don't know i feel like everyone's soft everyone, leather everyone's shout out johnny now. love soft leather is like the sickest um like night nightclub thing happening on a weekly basis that i've uh a word that, johnny love uh, yeah so okay. he's he's really friends with my roommates and uh my okay. and my roommate's manager um, but he puts on this thing called soft leather on Saturday nights. It's really cool. It's like a BDSM themed uh, rave. Essentially there's different types of EDM what? every night. And then like, yeah, there's like a whole section where like, if you're like, there's chicks getting spanked and tied up and what? like naked and stuff. And it's all like themed. And, and if you're a chick or, or even a dude, probably, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if dude says, you can come and like take off all your clothes and get like spanked in front of the whole crowd. What the heck? I mean, they're yeah. willing to do it. Yeah. I, I've actually, I heard about this cause, uh, Joel Tinder versus reality yeah, was ta- yeah. told us about it. Oh, you know, you guys ago. know, you guys know him. Yeah. yeah. You guys know guard. Yeah. Yeah. Guard yeah, yeah. 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 That's you know guard? A, He's managed um, by my good friend Jordan Stone and Ian Chambers, and okay, they manage my best friend Sam Barry, Lil Texas. Oh, oh Lil dope. Texas in his music video. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil yeah. Texas is is like my best friend. What oh, the dope. heck, yo? Yeah. What the I, heck? Small I live circle, with him. man. Small circle. Yo, L.A. See? We were just talking on the other episode about yeah. how small L.A. actually is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows that if you burn bridges with one person, you're gonna burn it with like ten. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, people, you're gonna go to lunch with your friends. You're gonna be like, yo, by the way, this guy I was working with, fucking trash. Yeah. Like, uh, never work with this guy again. It's true. It's true. Sad. Yeah. Sad to say, but yo, that's dope. So now. Yeah, when's your album coming out? (laughs) (laughs) I do not know. I don't really think music is my lane. I want to do it just like kind of just to because I'm I'm an artist and I just like being creative and stuff. But all right, like anything I do now, like outside of my career, like my career being like the professional design stuff. Yeah. Like anything with the art, if I like make shirts or like make fucking something cool for like uh, a friend's music, like. I try really hard to do that without like any expectation of like validation or like I really, really try and like get the idea of like the blow up like out of my head because like my opinion is that like if you make cool stuff, whether it's music, art, design, whatever you do, um, that's going to speak for itself. Yeah. You know, people are going to judge it whether you're there or not. Mm -hmm. So it has to speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and on the design uh, side, do you is it like fashion or is it like graphics or visuals? Um, I'm like an all around designer. So I went to school for industrial design, which is ex- essentially like engineering, but focusing on like the the aesthetics of it. 
nice. um, more. And I worked in that field for a while and then it kind of evolved into branding. I like really got obsessed with like the simplicity and subtlety yeah. of that, where basically like you could create a, a word or a phrase and like ultimately that small little piece will like decide whether a consumer buys into like your brand as a whole. Wow. And then you know, doing both of those things, like you acquire a pretty like deep skill set on like Photoshop and like even animation on After Effects and stuff. So like I try and like do whatever I can, you know, whether it's nice. like using 3D modeling and stuff like that. But yeah, I've done fashion stuff um, earlier la or late last year. I was on the team that dropped uh, Scott Disick's fashion line, Talentless. Um, and yeah, you know. Pretty, that's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> What's Scott up to? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the the brand's doing pretty good. I, I left that uh, endeavor in September to go to the Snapchat Accelerator, mainly yeah. to work with the most famous artists. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, so far it seems like they've been doing good. Like that whole brand is based around like no like anti branding, like just plain basics um nice. so like hoodies with nothing on it t-shirts with nothing on it which is pretty cool 150 bucks i think it's like 110 oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, i will say that the like the quality is pretty damn good but that's good still yeah that's i good. feel you <laughs> i mean branding is branding baby you want to yeah. wear the disc nothing on it <laughs> 110 baby yeah exactly or you just gotta wait for them deals yeah man <laughs> hey black friday every year uh <laughs> Black. I found out you can even like email when you get like those emails that it's like, oh, it's Black Friday. You can email that back and be like, I don't know. I almost bought something, but I, the shipping threw me off. And then they'll reply and be like, no shipping. What? That's yeah, cool. I did that. And I was like, yo, I didn't. I, I was just messing around. It was like 3 a.m. Yeah. And then I, I wake You're up like, to an email you. I'm going to email you back. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know a lot about e-commerce and stuff from working yeah. in that field and stuff. And like whoever's running those websites, like whether it's a team or a person, like they get notified if like you hit, if you hit checkout yeah. and then you don't follow through with it, they get an email notifying them that there was an abandoned checkout and like they're incentivized to reach out to you and like offer you a better deal. And that's exactly what happened. I put it in there and I was going to buy it cause it was black Friday, but the shipping was ridiculous, like 30 bucks or something. I was like, yeah. nah, I'm good. And then they were like, Oh, you didn't finish your checkout. And I was like, well, this is why. And then they hit me back with the free shipping. <coughs> I mean, shout out to the shout out Linda Feingold because that's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kirill was here. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's Linda Feingold. Um, good branding. Uh, your brother knows all about it. Yeah, his assholes live forever. Oh yeah, that's all. Kirill was here. That's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. The e-commerce stuff is like super crazy. There's this um, there's this Shopify app called Hotjar, um, and I, I'm not actually a hundred percent sure on this. I just know about this from conversation. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it tracks like your eye movement. Oh really? On the screen, so it'll actually tell the people running the website like where your mouse cursor is focusing and and potentially i don't know if this is true or illegal but like maybe turn on your camera and tell oh, them where you're looking dude what is that hot jar i don't want it uh, hot well jar. you can't i why, why you, do i want a hot jar anyways it's a hot hot <laughs> jar is an app you put on your website that would just do it <laughs> I know. Uh, um, just and, but script. they have to ask for your permission at some point so 
Yeah. Sure they do. I ain't even mad about it anymore. Uh, they're watching. Yeah, they're, but, yeah, they're they've watching. been watching. But at this you point, can't avoid it. at this point, I'm sober. I ain't got nothing to hide. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. But, the, but the thing is, at this point, you're giving them access to the camera too. Like most most yeah. things are like, they can we have you your microphone it. and camera? And yeah. you're, and then there'll be like location. Those are the top three. Yeah. You know, and then at that point, you've pretty much given your your whereabouts, everything you're saying, how you look. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're gonna make it so that like if you don't say yes to that stuff, like you're gonna be at a significant disadvantage in you know society. Yeah. You There's know? even pages that know the page you were on before the site you were on, or yeah. you got to before you got to them, and the site you go to after you leave. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Uh. Yeah, it's, a lot of it's been getting crazy. I remember info wars. Recently, I was talking. <laughs> recently, <laughs> I was talking about yeah. scentless sunscreen at Chick Fil A with someone, and then I got back to the office. Office, and the first ad on my Instagram was for odorless sunscreen. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that's the worst part. Is when you're you don't even have your phone. You're just thinking about it. And then you get back <laughs> to your phone and it's like, oh, my God, I was thinking about this. I like feel like I'm like down with that tech, because if I can just think my actions and like have my computer do all the Photoshop for me when with just oh, like dude, thinking it, what? I would just be stoked. Like I could if I can move the mouse cursor and use like the blend and erase tools with my brain. You're right though, because art would go to the next freaking level. If I can just imagine it, and then the computer will recreate what I'm imagining. That's like anyone that can't draw will instantly be in the game. You're an artist (laughs) because like you can't draw, but you have ideas, but you can't put it on paper. Well, now you don't have to worry about that. Do you want to become a billionaire? Let's freaking draw that up. Mm, It's got to be possible. Neurons firing, synapses. (laughs) That's you know it's all calculable. But yeah. you're gonna have to install a chip in your in your brain. Hey, that's the future. But then, but then, but then, RFID. But then, <laughs> what if the thing is? This is I was just thinking about it, right? Because I was like, this all sounds great in theory. Yeah. But you would have to have the team that puts this all together be like the best people, like the good good yeah. people, good people. You not, gotta because, get like Microsoft people mm, and some I, I would Oracle do, folks. I would do just like a big survey and then just like the best of the best but they also have the best intentions more than anything because i'm like if you build something that's going to go into people's brains essentially it's like you don't want no instant death switch or something like that no yeah i don't you know? know what's going to happen with all that maybe anything's hackable though exactly oh, bro. i wanted that's to get I'm this like, uh, i think I, I think i i might have Probably the not. name wrong but there was this like body mod thing called like true north and it was this thing that gets installed like in the middle of your chest Um, and it sticks out. It looks like a little piece of like, it's like a device that sticks out of your chest. And I think it's really simple. It's just like metal prongs that go into your sternum. But basically like you will always know where true North is, um, because like of a very subtle vibration that would happen. So if you're rotating your body, like you'll know where true North is based on how it feels on your chest. And I was like, that's kind of cool, dude. Like cyborg shit for real. I'm I with mean, it. If that, the apocalypse cool. happens, bro, you're yeah, going to need that shit. Well, bro. What are you going to need to know? I, I, you can't just look at the freaking sun. I don't know all that math. 
<laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> he he supports transhumanism. Yeah, uh, we've man. Ha- we've talked about it before, man. It's a it's a very interesting topic, like that that morphing of of AI or or you know any type of technology with human beings. Yeah. And like he, the way he said it, he was like, uh, "What did you say? Body morph? Or what, what body it? mod? It's B- just, body it's, mod." It, it, I'm it, like, that yeah. sounds. You could have that be a store somewhere, well, yeah, and people would be same, like, "I'm it's down." The same thing as what do you guys well, got? Yeah. The way I view it is, it's the same thing as tattooing and like piercings. You know, people get but, horns. Sometimes I've seen people get horns. People it, get horns. They get their fangs. Bro, if you got a chip planted at the base of your dick that could keep you hard for as long as you wanted and like come on demand, <laughs> tell me you wouldn't do that. I mean, it sounds good in theory until it malfunctions and then now you can't stop coming and you're just <laughs> and now- dry. All the time. No, because at some point, <laughs> once there's no more cum coming out, bro, it's just it's gonna, just gonna be blood. Next. It's just yeah. Ah, that sounds painful. Well, then you can painful. probably sue and then get paid out. You get paid out. Yeah, but you, then you're, you're your gonna dick forever doesn't work. be known as the guy with the bloody spurty uh, dick. Uh, I take that. I take <laughs> that for a hundred million. I'll have a bloody spurty dick. You can swing that. No, he'd probably get it. Yeah, he, I come yeah. blood, man. He, <laughs> bro, he'd he'd go back to the body mod store and be like, "Give me a new dick." I know. Here's a hundred million. Hey, you, you know, Lorena Bobbitt's husband tried to get a dick extension and he like mutilated his dick. Oh. And now it looks like a tongue. Oh. I, know, I don't know nothing about that. Yo. <laughs> Dude, it was gruesome. It's gruesome. Any type of mutilation of humans is just wrong. Yeah. So she wrong. chopped his wiener off like clean. Like, oh. Grabbed it and was like, Pfft. yeah. And we, they oh, put it yeah, back we on and it worked just fine. Worked just fine. And then but, he got into porn, started hanging out with some more scumbags, and they pumped his head up like, yeah, we're getting dick modifications. They're going to make it bigger and thicker. What? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it too. Like, bro, <laughs> your dick has been through enough. You shouldn't touch it. I, but uh, he went through it and got destroyed. Are you t- I know th- someone who's had a dick mod. Really? But I'm pretty sure like you had to do that when you were like, young. Does it go well? Did it go well for him? Yeah, I, from, from what I know... <laughs> You were about to say from what I've seen, bro. No, no, no. He's a family member, so nah, I've seen shit. <laughs> but, uh, from what I know, yes. You uh, know. Okay. okay. Well, good for I him. Mean, what, but what is what was what was the original issue, and what did he go for, and what did he get? I don't know if I'm at liberty to. Go I mean, we don't know who it is. Uh, I don't even know if there was any issue to begin with. It was just kind of like uh, personal preference. I wanted to be bigger. Something like that. I wanted to fill out my hand when I hold it. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, that's fair. Like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Even, I'm trying to be vague. I just don't want my fucking. Yeah, no, I, I totally want my get mom it. calling me after like this fucking <laughs> and being like, "Why'd you blow up his spot, bro?" No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the Estrada family knows exactly who you're talking about. No, I, I, we won't, we won't get involved. It'll, it'll in be it. an, an insider for the family. Yeah, when they listen to it, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we all know who you're talking about." Yeah, yeah, like, "Oh Billy, no, <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Louis, yeah, Uncle, Louis. yeah, 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 Jeff, yeah. Jeff." <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Shout out all the Jeffs out there listening. <laughs> Shout out all the Jeffs, yeah, yeah, all the Jerry's out there as yeah. well, all Jeffs the Mortys and, and all the Ricks, Jeffs and Jerry's and Terry's and um, um, Summers. Yo. So now that you're in back in the game, you're designing and all that. What's your dream design job? Like where you where do you want to go more than any anywhere? Um, Be it working with someone or working for yourself. Like what is it? I don't I don't know. Um, So when I moved to Snapchat, 
with the most famous artist, I like made the decision to like stay completely independent. Um, uh -huh. And I knew that would come with, you know, a lot of crippling self doubt. Um, a lot of like times where like I would have to grind like through the night, like constantly for like weeks on end. And then at the same time, you know, weeks on end without any work to do. And, you know, the challenge of like occupying my time and staying like productive as an artist. Um, but I think the main motivation for doing that is there's no real way to like classify me like a, like with a title. Like I personally feel like if you call me a designer or a graphic designer or a branding person, um, that's like minimizing like my capabilities and minimizing like my experience. So I, I found myself in this place where like I, I don't know what I am professionally. I know that I'm an artist. And I know that if I stay independent, that'll open up opportunities to work with people that I want to work to with and hopefully say no to the things that I don't want to do. Um, but I also knew that that path, I, I have no capability, like I have zero insight uh, as to like where that path could lead me if I just took that risk. Yeah. And I knew that it would lead me somewhere completely if I had like had an idea of where it would go, like I would probably end up somewhere completely far off from where that is. Um, cause that's what happened to me with getting sober too. Like I didn't think like I'd ha be having this much fun and doing this well, you know, but just by like, being a decent dude and like, you know, working on myself, like I ended up like miles away, mar miles f further down than I thought I'd end up. So that's kind of where I was at with that. So I don't know where I want to do. I mean, I want to make cool stuff and I want to make fun of people like publicly, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I you think that's always... like really important. Yeah. Um, um, like we did a fire festival pop up. Um, oh, yeah. so we got a, we have a space in Beverly Hills. It's like right off, right next to Rodeo drive on Beverly. And, um, we basically were like, what should we do with this space? Um, we, uh, we uh, basically made fun of the Firefest documentaries by like creating a fire festival. We put like pictures of the Bahamas up on the walls. We had fake wild pig or no, we had real wild pigs. <laughs> we had Instagram models come like influencers. Like yeah. we put our fake private jet in there. Um, we had the sandwiches. We had like stacks of cash and oh, stuff. Wow. And we got, we got tons of, of people coming through and stuff like that. Yeah. And then we made a, a mockumentary to make fun of the documentaries. And that stuff's really fun, you know. Um, now, is there a way that I can, like, scale that and, like, turn that into something that's profitable? I don't know yet. But I'm going to try and figure it out. Um, I really like doing, like, extravagant, like, stunts and stuff like that. Whether it's, like, for, for artists and stuff like that. But things like... Um, like the fake jet was a really big hit. Um, me and the most famous artist designed and built uh, basically a cross section of a private jet. And um, basically when you take a picture or someone takes a picture while you're in it, it's like unrecognizable. It looks like you're flying in a private jet. That's cool. And it debuted at Fred Siegel and then uh, debuted at Art Basel in Miami in, uh, last year. And it was a huge hit. Like people were bringing huge nice. bags of weed and like, fucking tons of cash to take pictures in this private jet and flex like they're 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 flying in a private jet and then and basically the man the, the initiative behind that was like okay we see all these people these actually rich people or maybe not even rich people people renting the jet you know they're right, flex they're right. flexing they're flexing on online and i'm like okay there's something there like it's getting tons of engagement 
whether it's whack or not, people fuck with it. So I was like, how can we democratize that? You know, how can we make that accessible to everyone? So we made this thing and now everyone can take a picture in a, a private jet. And what that basically does is like, it makes the actual rich people not want to take pictures in the private jet. <laughs> That's awesome. Now they have to find some other way to flex. Yeah, and when they are. find some other way to flex, we're going to copy it also. Of course. And that way we kind of wanted to be like, like low key, the arbiters of like pushing tro- social cultural change, nice. you know? Um, and then, you know, after art Basel future hit us up and future rented the jet for his party, um, yeah. at the Regent, And mm-hmm. we had like, tons of people at his party taking like like hot chicks like we put like 10 hot chicks in this jet and they're all just like sticking their ass out holding the cash and like this jet you know and yeah you know so we're trying to do i'm trying to do fun stuff like that i'm trying to make extremely dark art that kind of like nice plays into like my own personal interests i don't know where i want to go with it but i know that i just want to you know, have fun, you know, I think earlier in the year I was definitely earlier last year, at least I was like really concerned with like finances and stuff like that and making all this money. And then that, that pretty, pretty much faded. Like as long as I can live comfortably and like make stuff that makes people laugh or gets a reaction and like, you know, makes me feel some sort of like whole, um, then I'm down, you know? Heck yeah. All right. That sounds like a, a very good definition of who you are now yeah you know after all of this after the the long journey i think the fact that you you can say hey man you know future rented out something i created and you know i partied there and we had a we had a blast like mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool cool place to be man like yeah congratulate god you you've been blessed you've been blessed yeah, I, I definitely have been. Don't we can't argue with you there. It was really fun, honestly, just to be flexing on my own social media. And yeah, be like, right. Yeah, like I'm chilling so, with Future. I literally was just like at Future's party right now. Took a picture of like the wizard, uh, like ice sculpture. Oh, nice. And then like another selfie with like fifty thousand in stacks of cash, like chilling right next to me while That's I was dope. sitting on the floor. <laughs> That's dope. I'm like, what happened? I was literally yeah. homeless in San Diego like three years ago, like wow. ne- next to like schizophrenic people, yeah. getting like solicited at the public bathrooms by like undercover gay dudes. Oh shit! Wow, <laughs> undercover gay dudes or undercover cops pretending to be gay dudes? I'm pretty sure they were just gay dudes, but <laughs> oh, damn. they look. They all looked like they had like legit like families and wives back home oh, where they wow. were. You know, but so uh, like, I can go get my fix San, up at the- San Diego is not innocent. Wow, no, bro. San Diego yeah. puts on a on the uh, airs that it's oh we're the neat little so brother funny because I had gone to the LA. what is it gas lamp district or something yeah I'd yeah. gone there before the and I like you know I was like I went there with my like at the time girlfriend who was pretty square and like we had a good time we went to the bars and stuff like that and yeah. then like I was literally like years later I was on that same street like being a piece of shit and yeah. I was like damn this was here the whole time. Like this, like whole little like scumbag world was here the whole time that I was here. That's before. wild. Yeah, that's wild. And all of this stuff's just happening. Meanwhile, you know, you're trying to live, just live. <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. like kind of like how we're doing. Yeah, survive. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wild. So you want to give everyone a? <laughs> See, oh my god. <laughs> Damn. So 
Our dog is wagging her tail and Cena, making music. Tina, calm it down. But anyways, we're going to wrap it up, man. We appreciate you coming and joining us, man. Yeah, Dude. man. Yo, appreciate uh, you having me out, man. Yeah, uh, drop the Instagram. Where can people yeah. find you? Where you at? Uh, Instagram at Slizcore, S-L-I-Z-Z-C-O-R-E, Slizcore. I put my like art up there and random pictures of me with my grills in and stacks of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, hell yeah. Appreciate you. Love Yo, you guys. Slizcore. Slizcore. There That's it awesome. is. Go check them out. Go give them a follow. Give us a follow at, at Clear the Haze. At Clear the Haze. Yeah, check uh, us out. Also Season on Twitter, three, at Clear the Haze Pod. Episode 11. Season 3, episode 11 is done. It's done. I'm Wait, Willie. Uh, yo, one last thing. Okay. Leave it, leave it with one last one, man. One little drop of wisdom. What else you got? Just one uh, last one for the people. Oh, yeah. Shit. Let him you know. put me on the spot. Um, That's the point. <laughs> everyone should be eating ass. It's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> God, man. This... I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pass personally. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a but that's just a personal preference. Hey, well, that's, I mean, if you find the right person, it's like, why yeah, not? Hey, you know, live your life. Live your life. <laughs> live your life. <laughs> just live your life. So Rihanna said, <laughs> live your life. All right, man. Yo, y'all we'll, we'll, wildin'. We're we'll catch you on the next one. Before we All get right. canceled. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> then you can't cancel us. Nah. <laughs>